Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Casper and Blue Apron. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video editor at Polygon.com, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren, senior tech correspondent at Mashable.com, and and a very special guest that was supposed to be a Micah Sargent, senior editor at Mobile Nations. Welcome, Micah, to the show again, right? Again? Yeah, this is this is a turn i hope that uh i didn't disappoint the the fans last time but i'm so happy to be here mike is here this is the first time that mike and i we do a podcast together called cartoon cast but this is actually our first rocket together yeah that's right it is no because he filled it in for me what he filled in for me sure oh wait 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 i know i thought i filled in for simone I'm pretty sure you filled in for me. It was like a one-time Simone's ever not been there. Okay, well, tiny babies. Because I'm a tiny baby and Mike is a tiny baby. This is true. This is where Christina (laughs) discloses that she's a little drunk (laughs) as she's recording this. And so I don't my my memory, which is usually impeccable, is not great. Look, I was totally on board. I was like, yeah, that's exactly how it happened. So. well, what is going to happen is Micah is going to replace each of us in turn. So yeah. Christina will be the next one he replaces. And then eventually the show will just be three Micahs. <laughs> three Micahs. Uh, Micahs. <laughs> I'll carry the personas An of each of you. intimate conversation with Micah Sargent. Speaking of which, speaking of yeah. which, uh, it actually has nothing to do with that. So it's a terrible segue. But your oh, yeah. shirt. Oh, my gosh. The, oh, it's so good, right? Oh, the rocket shirt is incredible. So you guys, we have seven days left to buy this. Um, it's $23. You can go to teespring.com slash make it weird, which is, of course, Simone's uh, catchphrase. And it says make it weird, Rocket FM. Purple is the default color, but you can get it in all kinds of colors, including Daring Fireball Gray. And, 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 and there's a blue color and there's all kinds of things. Um, it's an amazing shirt. I'm so excited about it. I've ordered mine. I can't wait to be um, – Making it weird in person all over the place. Yeah. I just want to know why there isn't a, right a dog size because, like, my dogs both need this. Your dog shit. needs it. Your dog needs yes. it. Yes. I mean, and the thing is, is and people have noted on Twitter that our default size that when you when you go to to, to teespring dot com slash make it weird, you see the female sizes, and that's because look, three women Hello. host the show, right? And and look realistically speaking, we know that probably most of our listeners are dudes. We get it. You can totally order a shirt in purple or in blue or in gray or in daring fireball gray. Like it's also, awesome. let's be I real. My- if you're brave and if you, you know, have the right physique, you can totally pull, pull off a girl tank, a girl you shirt. Totally could. You totally could because it's cut in that way. The, the women's premium tees, they're really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I have I, a material tee and it's so nice. They're and so soft. nice. No, no, I, I got mine. I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to get mine in purple and, and um, what we've said is that if we run into one of you wearing a Make It Weird shirt, we will buy drinks on you. So whether this is at WWDC or in New York City or in Boston or, or someplace else, like if we run into you wearing one of these shirts, drinks are on us. So, I mean, in theory, you could actually maybe make money on this or at least make some money on it. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're not so money. I, mean, I look, need to get the shirt. Just- I need to come to New York and hang out with the two of you. And totally. make sure Brie is there. 
Yes, but well, Bree doesn't have to be there if it's just me or just Mo. But he wants three together. drinks, is what he's saying. Right, yeah, oh, three drinks. Well, look, if it's if it's me and and Simone together, I will guarantee you that we will buy you drinks for the entire in, in <laughs> the entirety of the evening, Simone. Right? I mean, uh, Christina's making all kinds of promises that okay. she can't keep. <laughs> Christina's making promises I actually can't. Christina, Christina will Christina. just temporarily unsubscribe from a few music yeah. services, <laughs> and then uh, Christina's will- making promises for me. Christina- I, I I will buy you a drink. Micah, but I'm not going to be like keeping it flowing all night long. I'm sorry. So, okay, if you run into Simone in New York, one drink is on Simone. If you run into me, the entire thing's on me. Because... I'm, I, look, as you said, as you said, Micah, I can just not subscribe to Title for a month, or or, or YouTube Red, or or, or or Amazon, or another together. <laughs> and then I suddenly she's got like a thousand more dollars. Right. Well, this is the point: is that I spend so much money on subscription services that if I didn't do that, I could buy more more users, more more um, listeners, mon- um, drinks. Here's the thing: realistically. And I, I say this, if I see you in person, whether it's at WWDC or at Release Notes or at, in New York City or someplace else, if you're wearing a Make It Weird shirt, the entire night of drinks are on me. Now, that that is solely for Christina Warren, a.k.a. Film underscore Girl, a.k.a. <laughs> C-Mac, a.k.a. Christina. Um, if you're with, with Brie or, or Simone, it might just be limited to a one drink thing. If it is with me, I will be totally real. Drinks for the night are on me if you're wearing a, a Make It Weird shirt. Is it so just the that, first person or is it like – what happened? It's like, all of them. What's going to happen if 12 crowd. people come up to you and they're wearing Make honestly, It Weird shirts? Honestly, if there's 12 people with Make It Weird shirts, I will buy drinks for the night for 12 people. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, well, I, get, I mean this is legally binding as you yes. know like everything that we say on oh, this is, podcast. So, but Here's the thing. A, there are not going to be 12 of you. Uh, B, if there were – Again, I'd be so excited by that. I would just totally pay for it. I wouldn't even care. Like, but 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 again, I mean, I can disclose that we have sold more than twelve shirts by a considerable amount. So you don't know. So so here's the but, but but reality speaking, like, buy a shirt, support us, and if you happen to be in New York City, um. Or or Portland or um because that, Portland that'll be, who's well, but, going to Portland I'll be in Portland for XOXO I'm sure or oh, if okay. you're That's, I no, need to go I need to convince or, or if you're I'm just saying any city where we happen to be you'll at least get one drink out of us and if you happen to be lucky enough to run into me <laughs> <laughs> um here here here's where Christina's like secret sauce comes into effect oh. I'm usually good at talking bartenders and giving me discounts so you know mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, a lot about Christina Warren. Tonight. You have uh, teespring.com slash make it weird. Um, the shirts are available now. They, we've got seven days left. So this is the, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to promote it next week or not, but like get in on these shirts. We're super excited about them. It's the first time we've had them. They're designed. They have Simone's catchphrase. It's so great. Like they literally are the most rocket thing ever. They're so, so great. And, and so it's, great. it's not just torso coverage. It's a free drink no. ticket. It's now a free you know. But, but, but honestly, it's <laughs> not just a shirt. <laughs> but, 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 but it helps support us. It helps support the show. We love the show so much. So if you want to show support to us, um, teespring.com slash make it weird. Heck yeah. Uh, shall we jump in? Let's to jump in. News? Yes. Right. Let's get information. So, I mean, one of the big breaking things that kind of happened tonight was uh, an article came out pulling it on uh, digital music news talking about how Apparently, there have been whispers that Apple is seriously considering shutting down music downloads as we know them, like through iTunes, where you buy a song and you own that digital file on your computer forever or not forever. <sighs> uh, that's, yeah. This is weird. 
So the news on this is that basically Apple is saying they will terminate music download offerings from the iTunes store with an aggressive two-year termination timetable, basically saying that you have two years to download the file from your purchase tab. So how iTunes works now, and this is actually pretty good, is that whether you're on a new computer or an old computer or um, even an iOS device, um, you can go through your purchase library and you can download songs that you bought in, say, 2003, which I've actually done. So I found like... The Postal Service like album that I bought like wow. in 2004 and I found like things I bought in 2003 Damien Rice in 2003 like I can download those albums and they will still download to my current iOS or OS 10 device um, or even Windows device if I have Windows installed and so what this is saying is that Apple is going to now limit it to two years to download your purchase stuff um, that's that's interesting I, I don't understand why they would do this. This doesn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah. there have been it mentions in the article that the revenue of that of digital music sales has been going down. Well, it has, but, 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 but this isn't going to increase that because what this is this is your old sales. So again, like yeah, saying, because, yes, revenues have been going down, but that's because more people are moving to a subscription streaming service. So again, you would think that that would move people to to Apple anyway. They're they're goal would be to get more people to subscribe to Apple Music. Um, instead, what's happening is people either you subscribe to Apple Music or they subscribe to Spotify or YouTube Red or, or Amazon or, or um, Tidal or, or, or whatever. If you're like me, you subscribe to all of them because you're <laughs> stupid. Um, <laughs> that's the truth. Um, but, but, but it becomes one of those things where um, I, don't, I don't feel like they would gain a ton of revenue by limiting people's per- the ability to, to download sh- stuff you, you downloaded years earlier. I don't understand why they would have that limitation. Well, so I don't know. Maybe we have different understandings of this because it's it's my understanding that they're talking about digital music sales in general yeah. versus uh, digital music streaming. So just mm-hmm. like you go to iTunes, you pay twelve ninety nine, and you get you know, lemonade, the, the visual album and you download right. it and it's yours to keep and it doesn't have any DRM stuff on it and you can put it anywhere you want. And that's the digital music thing, the digital music downloads that they're talking about versus streaming where it's just on your phone temporarily. And if you unsubscribe, then you no longer have it, but you only pay the one time per month and then you... Sure. So that that's my understanding of this is what, what this whole, the whispers are I mean, saying that there's not going to be any more buy music and keep it forever thing. Well, yeah, and I'm reading the article again now, and it, it does seem like that was my first assumption as well, Micah. But it does seem um, what's it what's it called? Um, unclear mm. now. Right. Well, because here's the thing: I can look back, and I can literally go to if I open up iTunes and I go to purchased, I can search for stuff that I've purchased from. And again, you know, iTunes debuted in 2003. I can find the Death Cab for Cutie album Transatlanticism that I bought in October 2003 from iTunes, and mm-hmm. I can download that. Now, I also bought in, I guess it was 2012 or 2013, yeah. they released the 10th anniversary version. I bought that version too. 9 to 5 so Mac good. is also reporting that they are stopping music, the music download business. So the entirely. business, not just Stop this selling feature. Downloads of music. Well, no, obviously not selling downloads, but I'm just saying, like, I just did this thing now where I'm now downloading, um, again, the Postal Service Give Up album that, that I downloaded from that I bought in 2003. I literally bought this album, you know, like 13 years ago and I'm downloading it now on iTunes. So they might be doing that, but it just, it seems weird to me that they would put a two year limit yeah. on how long you can download that stuff because I, I, I get it that they want to push people towards the streaming stuff. But at the same time, there are certain things 
Now, some of those some of those uh, albums converted to iTunes Plus. Most of them did, and so they were became DRM free in 256 kilobits per second. There are actually some albums that I downloaded back from iTunes back in the day. Um, there was a Joshua Raiden album that I, I, I downloaded that um, ended up being removed from iTunes and 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 removed from the whole thing. And and wow. so when I downloaded it, the only way it exists is in MP, M4P format. So so 128 kilobits and protected. Um, it'd be, I guess wow. I could understand if that still existed only in a protected format or if they wouldn't let me download it. But it seems weird to me that literally iTunes has one of their, one of their hallmarks for the last 13 years has been that they let you download all the music you have. Yep. Um, if this is the case that they're changing this, I mean, I guess that's fine, but like everybody, if you've ever downloaded anything from iTunes, you need to log into your purchase tab and you need to download everything you've ever purchased and um, what I would say is either um, upload it to iCloud if you have an iCloud subscription or uh, put it on Dropbox or Amazon or something else because um, you need to and have read a And read Serenity Caldwell's, Caldwell's piece yes. on how to make sure that you properly Completely. manage your iCloud music. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Read, 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 read her article and her whole book that she wrote on, on, so on, I, on iTunes, which is so good. But like, you know, but, but I mean, if this is what they're doing – what you need to do is you need to start downloading everything you've ever purchased. So here's the thing. I well, two things. First of all, uh, when when Lemonade came out, I it, after I you know subscribed to Title like you, Christina, and yes. listened to it on there. <laughs> once I knew that it was going to be coming out uh, for purchase, I bought it on Amazon for the specific reason that I just did not want to f- run into any risks with iTunes or anything like that. Where I you know I tried to get it and it wouldn't download or it wasn't available to me later. Did you buy a digital or physical version? I, I bought a digital version from Amazon, but it was like just plain old MP3s uh, and then the the music video or the you know the entire hour long music. <laughs> video that I now have in my Dropbox as well as in my iTunes music library as well as in Amazon's cloud. And so like there's no, you know, no claws are connected to that song, you know, to that album. It's it's all mine and I can put it wherever I want and I don't have to like I could take it and rip it and put it on a CD and uh, send it into a shop that turns it into a vinyl and then, you know, play it on my record player or whatever. Like it's my music to do with as I please. But so my question for, for you both is like, what are they going to so even if in 3 years you know you're only making 400 million dollars by selling albums in the iTunes store and as opposed to just streaming them what's what's the point of getting rid of that option because I like, agree. how does it outweigh because you still have all of the right like streaming i would think takes more infrastructure and more money than just selling well, the albums outright well, not only that, but I mean, in an ideal world, you should be able to stream the stuff you've purchased. I mean, again, mm-hmm. like there are some things I'm, I'm like looking through my iTunes now, things that I purchased in 2003, 2004. And, you know, like, like give up from the postal service is like a great example of that where like I literally bought that album and I'm looking at the, at the time now, like 129.04. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was when I bought that album. But then the 10th anniversary came out and I bought that on um in, in 2013 uh 329 uh 2013 and so it's one of those things where i literally have both versions but it's like why should you prevent me from streaming both of those things in my apple music and the thing is is that if i subscribe to apple music which i do both of those versions of that album exist 
Mm-hmm. So are you now just going to punish people who purchase those things before and not be able to listen to it? Or are you going to say if you subscribe to Apple Music, you can still listen to these albums that you bought 10 years ago? Yeah, because nobody wants to have actual music on their phone with all the no, other things that we have don't. to have on our phone, well, like the that's, many that's, photos of food. Exactly. That's <laughs> the problem. You want to, the whole point of, 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 of iTunes, frankly, and iTunes Match, uh, to, to, to a better point, was that you can have all the tunes you've ever downloaded existing in the cloud and accessible anywhere so if they limit it to a you only have two years to download this stuff like that's kind of scary and i i I don't like that i i but then if you've got all i mean if you've got all the music that you've purchased and you've downloaded it and then you've uploaded it to your your iCloud you can stream it from there still right well you can but i mean but you can you could buy music conceivably from amazon and upload it oh yes you absolutely could but i guess i I guess that's (laughs) too but i guess the bigger question is you know, what if I haven't downloaded that music in a long time and uploaded it to iCloud? What if I downloaded it on a computer eight years ago, and yeah. and and now it's going to is it going to disappear from my iCloud or is it still going to show up? Because as as it stands now, it still shows up. Yeah. Um, as, as it, and also as it stands now, like not everyone is as well versed in iCloud management as you are. I mean, I'm right. certainly not. Like I, no, totally. I learned a lot from Serenity's article this no, week. Totally. I, I had no well, idea about like, not, primary, she, she's primary she's Mac. Worse than I am, and I'm I'm pretty well versed. But yeah, that's the thing. So. I mean, I hope they don't do this. If, if I mean, nine to five, Mac is reporting it too, or, or Mac rumors, rather, you know, digital music. I hope they don't do this because I just I don't think it's in their I don't think it's in, in their advantage. I mean, right. just let people. You're not gonna you're not losing money. That's the thing, this. right and there. You're not losing money because the thing is, is that if I bought an album ten years ago, I'm not gonna buy it again ten years later. I'm just not. I, I in, in a perfect world, I can access that music. That's the whole point of this is that I bought this 10 years ago and the purpose of iTunes and the reason why iTunes Mash is important and the reason why Apple Music is a valuable thing is that I can still listen to it 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Don't make me have to re-add it or have to think about the fact that I've got to do it. Like I, If I bought a CD from Columbia House when I was in high school, which I did, I don't have to rebuy that CD again. You know what I mean? Like It, it, it seems silly. Uh, so. So what I mean, can we think of a benefit for doing this? What oh, is right? That's what no I benefit. like. What is no? There's I, no benefit. The only benefit would be pure greed, and 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 that's not a good thing. And again, like it's one of those things where like I see like okay, here's a great example. Like I found like Joshua Braden who wrote an album like between for third and fourth, and like it came out on iTunes in. 2003 or 2004 and he literally it's not available on that anymore and it's so so the way that I have that downloaded is through like iTunes and it and it and it's um a um I'm looking at it now like it I, I see that I purchased it you know um on oh, let me see what was the date um I see that I purchased it on uh, uh, March 1st, 2004, and it's 128 kilobits per second, and it is, you know, like protected formats. Um, I actually happened to find a copy of it that was not that, so it was, you know, like like higher quality that I was able to upload to iCloud, and that's actually matched with iCloud. But, like, the irony is, is, like, an album like that, that is no longer available for purchase or sale mm-hmm. anywhere. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Apple Music. Like this is literally if I want to listen to collector's edition. If I want to listen to, to, to his cover of the Smith's Girlfriend in a Coma, like I needed to have bought that in two thousand four. But um, I don't want that to go away, so I don't see the advantage of Apple then getting rid of that because I can't get it from iTunes. I, I can't get it from Apple Music. It's not in Apple Music. It's mm-hmm. not right. there. 
Yeah. I wonder one thing that I I really so here's my 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 confession. I really love physical albums. Yeah. I I don't know if I don't think that they're going to make a comeback because of this or anything. I think it's totally unrelated. I mean, obviously totally we're unrelated. very moving towards streaming, but I there there is something that I think I think the lack of digital markets for digital downloads it would be very cool if that contributed to people kind of rethinking the value of the physical album and ways that we could make physical albums more interesting and appealing to customers rather than just being like a disc in a a box because that's kind of boring you're not wrong but that's not what's going to happen here that will absolutely not happen here because all that happens here is that it says that stuff that you bought a full digital album or a digital track you bought five years ago you can no longer download. And if you want to download something now, go buy it from Amazon. Go, go, buy, it, go buy it from Amazon, buy it from Google, upload it, and, and match with iTunes. Um, it, it doesn't end up adding any value at all. I mean, I, in a perfect world, like, and I agree with you, like, I love like, the physical media and like, buying full albums. But, but that, this is not going to increase that. This is, this is if anything, going to push away from that. And all this is going to move towards is stop buying albums completely and just add things to your collection that an artist may then or, or may not decide to remove stuff. I mean, Radiohead's a great example. Like, Radiohead's my favorite band ever, like ever. And they, when they released their, their latest album, they did a thing where they removed their entire digital history. And when they did that, and that was problematic because they removed all the albums they'd had on both Apple Music and Spotify and other services. And that included the collector's editions that they'd had. And so people like me who had very meticulous playlists set up with the collector's editions that wow. had in their libraries were then removed. Now, then they added the regular editions back. Now, even though half the tracks in that would be correct, some of them weren't, and then they didn't match up. So, like, my Spotify playlist for Radiohead stuff is screwed. And then on Apple Music, That's it was the same so thing. so bad. On the Apple Music, it was the same thing. It was so frustrating. Now, fortunately, I purchased most of the Radiohead stuff as the deluxe or collector's editions and then ripped it and uploaded it to iCloud using iTunes Match. But but had I not, you know, I wouldn't now have the, those. Some of those albums would not be accessible anymore. They literally mm-hmm. went from being one day available in my Apple, you know, Apple Music library to not being available. Why? Because Radio had removed all their stuff and then only added certain things back. And this is the reality when you sign up to or you rely on a subscription streaming service, which is you are at the whims of, of the labels and the artists. And so if they decide to remove their catalog items or if they decide to change what is available, then you can't get those things. Like there's a band called Midlake um, that I love. And they had an album that came out, I guess, in 2005. And... Um, for a while, for whatever reason, Midlake's album was not available on um, Apple Music or Spotify. Like they removed mm-hmm. it, and it was it was gone for a couple of months. So the, the, the album called um, "The Trials of, of, of Van Acapanther. and and it, it's a great album. But but it was one of those things where like literally the album was not available for t- to, to listen to. You could buy it, but you couldn't uh, on iTunes. But you could listen to it on Apple Music or on Spotify. It ended up being um, a label error, and they ended up re-adding oh. it months later. But there was like a period of like three months where I couldn't listen to the track Roscoe, except the fact that I bought it from iTunes in 2000. You're suffering. <laughs> well, no. Well, I bought – here's the thing. I bought it in 2007, so I actually could listen to it. But in Spotify, I couldn't. And if I was just an Apple subscriber, I couldn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of the, the pratfalls that happen when you move into this world where you're not – 
owning your music and your disrespect. Yeah. And, and, and that I think was a really out. valuable point that that the guy who wrote the article about how Apple deleted all his music, like that is a valuable point. I think that came out of that is that we do, we, we put money into these services and we get attached to them and we get accustomed to them, but they are not they ours. Things. And no, even if, you know, Apple did not actually delete all his music off the computer, um, it's still that that fact still stands. That no, it does. Well, that, I mean, whether whether he accidentally did it himself or Apple did it, who knows? I mean, I have to I have to think that there was a lot of user error involved in that. I don't yeah. blame him at all. I think that some of that was like the the you know user boxes that were shown. Exactly, <laughs> it it's is. very confusing um, even for people but, who know what they're but, doing. But, but, yeah, it is. That said, I don't think that Apple intentionally deleted anything off of off of his um, library without his interaction. I have a feeling that he had was just you know presented with a with a box that said, "Do you want to delete this?" And he said yes and made a mistake. Um, but but you're right. I mean, that's kind of becomes the thing when you when you go from of ownership to rental, you have to accept the fact that what you rent changes time over time. You know, artists can just remove their albums from um, your library. And um, what options you have can can change. You know, Radiohead can say we're going to take everything away and then just add the regular versions of our albums. And so, if you had the collector's editions and you had tracks from the collector's editions in a playlist, then that's screwed now. Or you know, a band doesn't realize that that you know uh, you know Midlake doesn't realize that some of their albums are no longer on Spotify or Apple Music. And so, only if you bought it in two thousand seven. Like still in your library, um, it becomes a weird thing, you know, um, and and it's something we all have to consider when you move to cloud from ownership, which is you don't own these tracks anymore. You're renting them, and you're at the whims of the artists and the labels, and that doesn't always work out as well as you think. Yeah, yeah, I do have to disagree with you on one point. I think, um, and that's just that whenever so as we're going more toward this streaming model and we're getting away from music ownership, I think that. That's actually going to, while while you know records and albums and things like that would become more expensive because they are more exclusive and more difficult to make, I think that artists are still going to create those things because, like for example, oh, yeah. you're talking about the 10th anniversary um, postal service thing. I I bought the the set of vinyls and it comes with like postcards yeah, that are printed out really immaculately in all the different colors uh, of the vinyls. And so I think that those things are still going to be just as important, if not oh, more important, because there's less permanence there. No, I oh, mm-hmm. I agree with that, but I just but my argument would be as I don't think that scales. So I think that the diehard fans like you and I will buy the vinyl edition of Give Up and and get those postcards and get those things, or we will buy the special limited edition of the latest Radiohead album, pre-order it, and we'll get the digital copy. But we'll also like be excited about getting the vinyl that also has some extra stuff too. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who won't do that, and so I think it's important to recognize that like that's the world we live in, where if you're not willing to pay for those extra things. Mm-hmm you have to accept the fact that sometimes this stuff might disappear. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it, that's the, it's certainly not going to sustain the businesses just by selling a few selling to a few people those exclusive no, things. No, it's not. No, it, exactly. Those that's for the fans, but I think for the regular people you look at, you know, getting the main album and I guess that's what concerns me about the rumors that Apple would be, you know, shutting down mm-hmm. the ability to download older stuff because They've always let you download older stuff, and if they're they're going to limit that to two years, like that puts a, a damper on the fact that like I thought I could always rely on at least Apple Music always being there and like being able to download my iTunes, and that's disappointing. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Casper. 
uh, the premium retailer of online mattresses. <laughs> oh gosh, this is Micah's first time sitting through one of my ad reads. He's going to see that there's there's no behind the curtain here. It's all just raw power <laughs> the from raw Simone power Rochefort. Of Simone. Casper is our favorite online mattress retailer. They will help you find that beautiful night's sleep at less cost than would happen if you walked in to the, the like sweaty hell of a brick and mortar mattress retailer. I don't know, probably in like, it, it's probably like a horror movie where you're, you drive to the middle of nowhere and the mattress retailer is there in the middle of the plains and it's flat and gray and you know you're not coming out of there alive. Why not instead go to casper.com? And browse in the comfort of your home for the mattress that will be with you for all time. Casper mattresses are super easy to buy, and they're easy to test out, too. You can get one shipped to your home at no cost. Try it out for 100 days, send it back, or keep it forever, which is what you want. Forever, Micah. Do you want a mattress that you can sleep on? Forever. I, I actually have had a Casper for over a year now, and I love it with all my heart and all my soul. So happy for you. That makes me really glad. Oh my gosh. A real live Casper user here in yes. our audience, in our a on seasoned our podcast. Casper user, might I add. Oh, your mattress is seasoned. Uh, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> you sleep on it. But when your mattress is shipped to you, it will be fresh and lovely and it will inflate because they, they come, you know, vacuum packed. So they grow in your home. Casper mattresses are super affordable. You can get a twin for $500, uh, a, queen, a full for $750, $850 for a queen, $950 for a king. They're all America made of springy latex and supportive memory foam to create the ultimate back cradle for your sweet, delicate body, which needs a good night's sleep. Preach. Uh, <laughs> And you, dear listeners, can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash rocket and using that offer code rocket today. Uh, do go check it out. They're really awesome. Micah Sargent is alive and with us today because yes. he gets a good night's sleep on a Casper mattress. I can say that. Yeah, you can. And really quick, I just want to add, like, their customer service team are some of like I, I want to go have drinks with their customer service team. They're they're just the coolest people. I've communicated with them on a few occasions, not because I don't have any friends and I'm a sad person, but no, because uh, <laughs> I needed to know when something was going to be arriving and it wasn't showing up. And they are just like the nicest people. I remember actually asking, "Are you a bot?" The first time that I spoke with one of them, and they sent me back like ones and zeros at first, and then and then they're like, "No, oh actually, I'm a real person." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love you. That was incredible." Uh, so yeah, they are super cool people. And also, they now make pillows and sheets. And oh mm. my god, you must get the pillows and sheets. The pillow is the best pillow I've ever slept on ever. They are not paying me to say this. I'm a guest on this show. I'm not getting paid for this. Their pillows are incredible. Their sheets are fantastic. I've washed them now, you know, plenty of times because they're seasoned with dead skin cells and they just hold up <laughs> to the and they've got like special springies, you know, uh, stuff and the tags are everywhere so you know like where you're supposed to put it on the bed because it ends up looking like a square and you're like which way does this go and then you put it on and then it's the wrong way and then you get into an argument with your significant other because you think that they were the ones who did the sheets wrong and mm. then uh, so this just you know avoids all of that yeah it's fantastic <laughs> heart me some casper 
Yes. If you if you're on if you're considering pulling off that Casper Band-Aid, start start with some start with some sheets, start with some pillows, move on up to the mattresses, buy all the mattresses, why not? Again, that's uh offer code rocket at Casper.com slash rocket. Thank you so much, Casper, for supporting this podcast and supporting Micah Sargent's body. Yeah, support that body. And relay FM. <laughs> My body is ready. <sighs> I'm glad is your body ready for our Second topic. Oh, my body the is new... so ready for the second topic, but my eyes oh, aren't. Yeah. Oh. oh, God, that was a good segue, Micah. Thank you. I, can, I see why you were such a good replacement for me. <laughs> like, you and I, we, we've got some synergy going on here. So today, Instagram rolled out a, not only an icon update, but a whole app redesign. Um, the Instagram icon is now full of bold, orange, blue, purpley sunset colors, matches the icons for hyperlapse, layout, and boomerang. It looks like uh, someone is shining a flashlight on a bruise. Oh, God, it does. It does. Wow. We, I thought it was pretty kind of till you said that. <laughs> I don't know. How. The, the inside of the app, the, so it's now um, mostly black and white inside. It's very minimalist. Um, I... I've only been using it again for a day, like everyone else who just had the update roll out. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm not a fan of the icon. Yeah. Um, but I love the interface. The interface. That's those are my feels right there. The the icon. So here's like here's the thing about the icon. Before we start talking about how everybody complains about things when they change, because we all don't yep. actually like change. Even those of us who say we love change don't actually like change. change because we are all uh, secretly cavemen and still have cavemen brains um, or we're cave all, person. All we're afraid. Cave person brains. We're all still afraid. Exactly. But uh, really quickly, like if you go to Twitter and you look at the Instagram icon on Twitter, their avatar there. I love that icon. Yeah, because what they did is they put the color on the icon and then they put the the white on the tile white on the outside which is exactly how the rest of their apps are yes so all boomerang and hyperlapse um and layout all have the same uh, thing and i love that i i love the kind of christina hold on for a second are you hearing some feedback on your end i did hear you just cut out yeah okay sorry i I was getting some crackling noises i'm not sure what that was okay okay i'm trying now is this better Yes. No crackles. Okay. Sorry. So no crackles. Okay. So no, I mean, I, I agree with you, Micah. Like if you look at how the layout icon, if you look at the icon for layout, um, hyperlapse and boomerang, it's great. It has white background. And then the, the icon part itself is, is the spectrum color. But, but, uh, and that's actually the same design that they use for their Twitter icon and for their Facebook icon. But the actual icon of the app itself is the inverse of that, whereas the, the bulk of the icon is this, this you know, spectrum, and then they have this white kind of outline of the camera icon. And uh, I don't like that. I wish that they would have kind of done the inverse, where it's mostly white, and then, you know, the outline of, of the camera parts itself mm-hmm. are in the spectrum. That looks good to me. But mm-hmm. um, I don't love the icon, and it looks a little bit iOS 7-esque, which makes sense, because I think the guy that designed the icon used to work at Apple and, like, designed iOS 7. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, you know, that's a really good. So this this move away from the traditional camera icon is kind of part of a general shift away from skeuomorphic design, things that resemble yeah. uh, physical objects. But like you said, it resembles iOS 7, which means it's coming a few years late. It is coming a few years and late. And pretty retro. It, it, well, for the icon, at least. I mean, I think that the actual interface of the app itself is great. I love what they've done with the interface of the app itself. Um, yeah, I was referring I, I, to just the icon, but even just, though, yeah, as I no, but, said, I don't like the interface well, because no, it's white instead of dark and it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. I actually like the app. I'll the, get over it someday. I, I like the interface of the app itself, but the icon is such an iOS 7 design. I mean, in, in so many ways, it is so similar to like a stock Apple design from iOS 7 and, and slightly iOS 8. <gasps> and, 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 you yes. know, they moved away from it. You know, it, it looks just like something that Apple would have designed. Mm-hmm for iOS 7 or iOS 8. And so that's kind of my complaint with it. Um, like the inverse that they made, even though that does look like iTunes, I like the inverse they did on Twitter because I just think that, that it fits better. But um, the actual interface of the app itself, I do have to say, I know that the, the black and white uh, makes some people, including you, Simone, uncomfortable, but I really like it. I think that actually in some ways works better. I think that the, the, the you know, um, subtle, more subtle um, ruminations is is a better fit. I like how the photo stuff has been redone. Um, I think that, you know, John Gruber had written a couple of weeks ago when the rumor that this was happening happened, but like he thought that you know he was all often confused about how what was being selected and what wasn't being selected when he was taking photos or doing things on Instagram. And I think that's a fair point. Um, so I liked they've moved to this more flat aesthetic. But again, as you said, as you said, Micah, like it does feel like okay, you're a couple years late on this. Like, mm-hmm. this was the trend that happened, like, two years ago. Where have you guys been? So as far as the white inside the app goes, uh, and I do want to talk about the psychology of all of this, too, because I think that that's important and, you know, why people end up kind of freaking out. And I will say, like, I've opened up the Wikipedia article that is Georgia Dow and am pulling yes. a lot of this information from Georgia. But before I get to that, like, in terms of the white, uh, you have to think about how you go to an art museum or you go to a photographer's exhibit and the walls are white, the lighting is white, it's very bright. The point is to show off the the piece of art in this case the instagram photos in their best possible form and the way that you do that is by surrounding them with white it's just how physics works it's how you know we've always done things to to get the best possible look out of something um and at least the least disturbance possible to the photo so our eyes are drawn to the colors in the photo and not anything else that's around it and the colors don't interact so much with uh, with the actual photo itself. And it's a little bit different because you're looking at it through a plate of glass or what have you, um, than if you were actually looking at a canvas on a wall, but it does improve the, the quality and the, it, it decreases the amount of interaction that you get from surrounding stuff. So that's uh, a really good thought out point. It is. So that, that's, that's light. I, like, I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to read all of the, not the think pieces, which I don't give two craps about, but the, the pieces by the actual designers, I haven't had a chance to read those, but that is my assumption, um, that they were going for art museum there. Uh, if you can't tell that it's storming here in, in the middle of the United States, it's storming here in the middle of the United States. So you might hear a boomer. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Right. You're right, because I think that the, the, that is one of the interesting things about the new design. They even said this in their blog post, is that it refocuses all the impact on the photos. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're yeah, you're just drawn to the photo, and it takes up the screen, and it's, you know, it's you and the photo. So, you know, 
I was kind of like bracing myself. I knew that BuzzFeed was going to end up writing a piece about how, you know, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, or however that line goes. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. But um, yeah, the internet, of course, had its hot takes. And then people had hot mm-hmm. takes about the internet having hot takes. And then people had hot takes about the people who are having hot takes about the internet having hot takes. And like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just known that that's what's going to happen. And you see it and it just kind of makes you roll your eyes. But people, even the people who say that they like they love change and change is what they thrive on and and you know I want to see things happen and I want things to be dynamic whenever you get to the base of the brain and the way that our like biological self works we are like subconsciously drawn to things remaining consistent and not changing because mm-hmm. way back in the day before we had our phones <laughs> and could walk up the sides of the hill and snow both ways, yada, yada, yada. Um, way, 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 way back in the day, whenever we were tribal and we all kind of worked together as a team, you, your, you know, the difference between life and death was being able to spot something that seemed out of place. So uh, okay, I look out and I see that the the grass out there, the field out there where I, you know, we go walking every day and we find our food. There's some, there's some grass that's out of place that hasn't ever been mm-hmm. broken down like that. That bush has never been broken away. And you know, okay, this isn't good. This is bad because it means that there might be another tribe that's trying to invade our territory or take our food or something like that. Same thing, like, you know, you're looking at uh, at a plant and you see that, and I thought this was an apple, but it actually looks different. And the change in it is is worrying me because it could be poisonous. So all of these things are like built into our evolutionary backbone. And so even something as simple as Instagram changing its icon or <laughs> or even Spotify just slightly changing the shade of green on its app is going to make people uncomfortable and they're going to have anxiety and then they're going to want to release that and the way that we release it these days like the true millennials that we all are haha is on on Twitter or on Facebook or what have you so the hot takes will always continue to roll in but it's just so it's so interesting that and we like, must roll with the hot takes yeah we we must roll with the hot takes but like we're just so we're we're only just very barely more evolved than than our like cave person uh, ancestors. We're so predictable in that the is end. The best explanation of that that I have ever heard. And I always like I know even though my immediate reaction to the Instagram changes, it's different and I hate it. <laughs> I try to always be conscious of that and be like, Simone, you know, in literally two days, you're going <laughs> to open the app and you're not even going to notice It's going to be like, you've always no, been totally. using white Instagram, white no, Instagram. Same. Oh, my God. Oh, same God. for me. The thing for me is I was like, I like white Instagram. And I don't have a problem with it. I was more like the icon <laughs> out of me. But even I acknowledged, I'm like, yeah, like in a day or two, I'm not going to remember the brown icon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already have started to forget it. It'll be consigned to history, to the art museums. <laughs> I'll be consigned to the art museum of this iOS 7 era icon, you know. So we might like white Instagram, best. but we can all agree that black Twitter is way better. Black yes. <laughs> black Twitter genuinely is the best. I want the one shade of those shirts. Room, just, I have to say the shade room is 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 an Instagram, you know, institution and Facebook too, I guess. But like the shade room, uh, you know, was is, is like black Twitter, but like to the next level beautiful stuff you guys drops the f-bomb like the key good i am people when i'm still drunk i that's when i drop the f-bomb honestly that's going to be a suggestion for an episode title christine 
<gasps> drops the yes. F-bomb. Bomb. Yep. That's a good episode. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think the message that all our listeners can take away from this is that it's okay to be upset yes. about the Instagram changes. You can be upset about the change, but you know what? It's natural. It, 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 it's part of kind of like your physiology, and eventually we will all be able to be evolved past it. Mm-hmm. But One not of these now. days. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. The, the, the same day that you yet, learn to levitate and like shape atoms around you is the day that we stop giving hot takes on the internet about icons no, changes right. for social networks. The same day that I can learn to put on a fitted mattress without crying. Oh, oh, Casper gets yet another plug. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling Finish you, those sheets will help mattress. you. Oh, God, I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, we got what you were saying. We knew we, we knew the point of what you were saying. A fitted sheet on a mattress. We got it, Simone. We, we understood. I'm fitting myself inside a mattress but like a sandwich talk, of human. Have you ever yeah. tried to put a bed skirt? Have you ever tried to put a mattress on top of a bed skirt by yourself? Yes. No. Oh, there is nothing yes. that will make me want to tear the fabric of the universe apart with rage than trying <laughs> to put a bed skirt on a bed all by myself. Because no matter what you do, short of like taking the mattress, putting it on your back, and then falling down onto your bed frame and then somehow scooting out without moving the bed skirt, you will move the bed skirt. The bed skirt will move and you will be sad. What you do is you place the bed skirt down, you place the mattress down, and then after the mattress is on top, you move the bed skirt underneath it. You have to like lift up things and, and move things across. It's a pain, yeah, but it's almost, certainly doable. I've d- I don't know if I just have own. an out of body experience and just wait until it does it I'm by just, itself. I've, <laughs> I've, I've done it myself a number of times and it's fine. Um, what if, what here, here's the real talk though. Eventually what happens is that your husband does not want to deal with that stuff and, and you deal with it, but, you, but he does not want to when he changes the sheets. Uh-huh. So you just wind up like losing the bed skirt on your bed. That, it, you know, I want some, someday, like I'm the one who wants the bed skirt. Shane could care less, but I like, I like to have the bed skirt that just hangs down Same, and keeps everything nice. nice Same and I like a good bed skirt. <laughs> I like a good bed skirt too, but, but, but what I've come to happen is that with your partner, your significant other is yep. like. Because I'm I'm the one who would like put up with with making it work, but if there's the other person in your life who like, oh, yeah. doesn't want to deal with that, if he puts then, the fitted sheet you know on, it'll just, bunch up the skirt underneath, is, and then he doesn't and, care. Exactly, and so what eventually happens is you just you the bed skirt disappears. It's just gone. It's that's it's how, disappeared underneath. That's what happened to my bed. Unless the, that's the hill you want to die on, I think you can make a stand for bed skirts. I I see. Yeah, I make a stand for other like, things, and yeah, <laughs> I, I, I let that one go. I was going to say, like, <laughs> stand on bed skirt. I was like, you know what? I loved it, but fine. Do you want to hear grand- the thing that I stand on? Okay. Yes. So, uh, by, the, the by the way, this is like complaint corner of Rocket. I don't know what we're doing here, but I love it. I love it. This is our most adult I love it. You're doing it. Bringing hot takes. Yeah, we're Come talking on, about bed skirts. This is so adult. Uh, how to adult. So, um, okay. So, you, you, you pull up in a car and you park the car and then you get out of the car. And you go inside. Okay. So yeah, everything's fine. Except then I come out and I get in my car and I go to back up and suddenly my car is starting to turn to the left or to the right, even though I've not done anything except turn it into reverse and start to back up. Oh, Uh that's because someone never straightens the wheel of the car when he gets out of the car. (laughs) There is nothing on this planet that can take me from zero to 100 fury as fast as a non-straightened wheel in a car. 
I just, I just like, I, I'm, I, yeah, I lose it. I just like punch the steering wheel and I'm very angry for a moment I because you. I acknowledge your pain. I've almost hit vehicles before thinking that, oh, well, you know, when I get in the car, I always make sure that the wheel is straight. So I know that whenever I back out, I will back out straight. Well, then there are times whenever he's used the car and so it's not straight. And then, uh, you know, it's like sandwiched in next to a car on the left and on the right. And I just like start to make a movement and I see that I'm going toward another car. I hit the brakes and I'm like, not again. (sighs) (laughs) So that's like my, that's my biggest pet peeve. So let's all go around the room and and talk about our biggest pet peeves. Christina, your turn. Um, my biggest pet peeve in, uh, over what? Like, I mean, there's so many I, things. Well, let's go. Let's go with uh, significant other. If that's like the 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 main pet peeve that you have, or if it's just you know, I don't know, something else. So like, um, something that really uh, well, enrages you, I guess. Lack of washing dishes. Like Ooh. either put them in the dishwasher or scrub them, but don't just like leave them out, gross, and like Ew. caking on stuff. But they're soaking. Mm. <laughs> but they're so no, they're not soaking. It's like put it in the dishwasher and start the dishwasher. But if or, you had washed it out when you first brought it to the sink, exactly. it would need to soak. Precis- <laughs> precisely. And that's the thing is like when I have to then like scour it. And that's why <sighs> in general I'm a big fan of like, you know what? Let's just use paper plates. Oh my gosh. Just, oh my no God. shame. <laughs> no shame, Christina, because no shame yes. the planet. Christina, I'm planet destroying the planet too. Because I'm yes. Sure just use paper plates because no. But yeah. hey, those that's, paper that's plates it. are usually Simone? made with like partially recycled stuff. Just don't use the styrofoam plates. They are. They are. I mean, look, I'm cleaning the earth. I get it. I'm not. I'm not trying to claim that I'm not. Um, but but yeah. I mean, if it's that, and then you can recycle them again, right? I think. Well, obviously, okay, I actually will. I had a great grandma who grew up in the Great Depression, and she like saves foil over like twelve uses out of one <gasps> piece of foil. And so I've picked up a few of those traits where I will wash yeah, I will, like paper plates and stuff. The foil thing, but, but well, like certain plates, like you can reuse and whatnot. But no, there's a certain point where it's like, no, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And then recycle, like recycle them in the recycling oh. plant, not in your home. Oh, not that awkward <laughs> thing that I just revealed about myself. <laughs> well, no, okay. Well, well look, I, I live in New York, and so that means that you have two garbage bags. You have the the clear garbage bags to recycle your stuff, and you have like the plastic garbage bags to like get rid of your stuff. So yeah, if it's recyclable, I put it in the in the recycle bag. But, nice. but but look, do I save the earth? No, I'm not like a great citizen that way. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. If, if if it's more convenient for me to use a paper plate than to do a load of of, of dishwashing, I will do that. I'm a terrible person that way. It is the truth. But like, there's there's nothing more annoying than like having like a sink full of, of caked on dishes, Ugh. and you're like, especially if they're not yours. Well, mm. this is the thing. If it were mine, I would at least be like, well, I did this. So I must do this. But if it's someone else's done, like Christina. But, but, right. But, 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 but if someone else has done it, I'm like, are you kidding me? It wasn't even my mac and cheese or it wasn't even my tuna casserole. Why do I have to scrub this? Right. And if you Where don't, you then it won't ever casserole? get clean. I don't eat tuna casserole. No one should ever eat tuna casserole. That's my pet peeve. Hey, eat. false. People. <laughs> wow. Micah? <laughs> I will not stand for this, Simone. Hey, wait, hang on. This is actually a great segue. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Blue Apron. And our very own Brianna Wu was so excited about Blue Apron that she flew all the way back from Canada on her own two arms to talk about it. Uh, but first, let me... Let- it's true. <laughs> I love... Okay, okay. 
I I am psyched about every sponsor we get, but I am super psyched about this sponsor, Simone. I love Blue Apron. They are so awesome. So a while back, I got, um, I came to this realization that I wasn't like spending enough time, like really interacting with my husband. Like, do you know what that's like where, you know, you've got Twitter going or something else in the background and you're just not really present? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's always something to distract you. Yeah. 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 So I thought like, what's something I could do to like really have some, you know, awesome marriage time. So I signed up for Blue Apron and I discovered something so awesome. It's that I don't, I used to think that like, I hate cooking and I don't, I hate shopping. I hate trying to find some (laughs) stupid recipe on the internet and it like, not working out and going to the grocery store and trying to find 20 different ingredients. It's just not fun. Do you know what I mean? So I signed up for Blue Apron and this is way before they asked us to be a sponsor. And it is so good. It is so unbelievably good. Like uh, they just give you everything to make the most amazing meals that you would never try on your own. It is just fantastic. What is your favorite meal you think that you've made with Blue Apron? Uh, so we did these vegetarian burgers the other day. And, you know, like a lot of people, I kind of think like, oh, vegetarian, I really like meat. But it was like chickpea and we mixed in this uh, chipotle sauce. And it was just, oh. it was absolutely amazing. It was one of the most amazing meals I've ever had in my life. And I made it. That's the part I can't figure <laughs> out. Like I made it. So I, I tell you, it's like they sent you a kit to your house And you spend like 20 minutes chopping up the ingredients. If you have low levels of skill like me, it's just, you know, mincing vegetables. It's just doing a little chopping. And then you get to cook it together. And what I love is everything in there is like super, super, super high quality. So all you really need is like uh, olive oil, salt, and pepper. Nice. And then you don't end up like making disgusting leftover casserole like I do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I love them. I love them. And I really like anyone out there, if you just want to try something new, like, you know, people take, uh, people take like cooking classes. Do you know what I mean? To do something fun Uh with people. And it's just a blast. Like my husband and I love doing this together and you can get it for two people or, you know, if you have kids or, you know, a larger family, like you can get it for four people too. So yeah, it's it's awesome. I, I have tasted Blue Apron made meals before. My cousin is a Blue Apron subscriber, and oh. he made me like the most delicious. I think it was like pork chops, and he plated it up all pretty, and we felt very we felt very fancy. We were like we're four star dining, but at your counter in your kitchen, it was really cool. So yeah. Blue Apron, like like we've been saying, makes home cooking accessible to those of you who like don't even know how to start planning a recipe or don't even know how to shop for food, or even if you do and you just don't have time, like they make cooking in your home accessible for you for less than ten dollars a meal like they send you a box uh, of three meals to your house every single week so Mm -hmm. it's this big box and they even keep like uh all the meat is cooled inside of it so they send you this this big box with like this cooling technology in the bottom of it it just that is so all you have to do is put it in the fridge Yeah, and they have seasonal recipes. Each meal comes with this step-by-step recipe card so you know exactly what you're doing. And you can actually customize your recipes week by week based on, like, whatever your dietary preferences are, what you want to eat, things like that. And there isn't a weekly commitment. So you get those Blue Apron deliveries when you want them. So you know you have a stressful week coming up. You're going to be out of the house. 
get on that blue apron, and they deliver to 99% of the continental United States. So there's a darn good chance that you could be getting delicious Blue Apron food delivered straight to your door soon. Um, and they actually launch new recipes on the website every week. Uh, and they are <laughs> they actually launch new recipes on the website every week, and they don't repeat them within the year. So you could be making like all kinds of cool stuff. Like it gets you out of your box. Like some of the ones that they're telling us about now are crispy cod and cabbage slaw tacos, which sounds mm-hmm. amazing with avocado salsa. I'm going to cry. I can't afford avocados in my own time, but I can <laughs> eat Blue Apron avocados and oh. Middle Eastern chi- chicken and chickpea stew with pita croutons. I'm going to cry. So we're telling you about this because you, um, you can get two meals free with shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rocket Taste delicious home cooked four star meals that you made with your own two hands via Blue Apron. It's so it will true. be awesome. You'll be happy. Oh You'll God. be well fed. I, I swear, Simone, just like try spending a few less evenings like online and just in the kitchen actually doing this. It is it is a blast. I have skills I never thought that I would I would have and like you can see like I post the pictures of what I cook every like once in a while to Twitter and the stuff looks gorgeous right like it's really uh-huh. good so oh I just I can't I'm so psyched that they are sponsoring the show so everyone listening yeah. please do rocket like the code when you try it out just give it a go there's nothing to lose like you can pick exactly what you want and it's just so much fun mm-hmm blueapron.com slash rocket check it out and thank you so much blue apron for sponsoring the show we We love love to eat you (laughs) i have to tell you now i have like some awesome awesome knives like (laughs) i keep like i keep buying (laughs) awesomer equipment so i'm like you know what my knives are not sharp enough so now i got like the best knives in the whole world so you're totally leveling up like all of your cooking game not just your like skills it's true it's true. It's That's true. awesome. Awesome. So you guys have a good show. I can't wait to be back with you next week. Have a good time in Canada. Fly All right, back there I now. I will. Bye. Bye. Okay. So Simone, what? What now? Now that we talked about things that we love and, and ways we get food that we love, um, what's your pet peeve? My, I guess my pet peeve, and this doesn't really happen anymore, but uh, from living with roommates, just buying more food before the old food has been disposed of or gotcha. eaten entirely. Gotcha. So, so, and I so totally like buying- realized, like, I'm irrational about this. Like, I made last week, and it actually turned out pretty good. So I'm going to rescind my comment about being irrational. I made an amazing combination of leftover refried beans and leftover tomato sauce from my pasta. And I, I, I ate dip. that. Wait, yeah, yeah. I made so some you said kind of an dip. amazing it had cheese. I, I put chicken in it. Okay, it was surprisingly good. So there was other um, stuff. I don't do beans of any type, but I'm I'm with you at least for the pasta. Um, so so okay, but but I, I hear what you're saying that like if somebody like you order new eggs when you still have like half a dozen left. Yeah, or like I don't I don't want to see you going to the store and coming back with full grocery bags when there is are still components of potential meals that could be made. Like, even if they're not the meal that you personally want to eat that day, like, finish the food. Ooh, finish the wow. food. Oh. Finish the food. That's my... And it's are totally you just worried rad. that it's they'll like, end up wasting it? Is that the deal? Like, the totally, stuff that's in, yeah. the, in the cabinets it, will get thrown it totally away? It stems from, like, my own anxiety about money, where, like, if I, you know, if I still have food left, I'm not going to go buy more food because I 
want to save money and eat what I have and right. not let it go bad. But then it's so like, no, I just accept the like, fact that you have a good job and that you can afford to buy food when, when it doesn't disappear. It's okay. Yeah, but also and tonight New York. I bought a whole pizza and I'm eating it all by myself. So yes, I, I am. Tonight I, I ordered Shake Shack from Postmates and paid $9 for delivery. Oh my God. I almost what? got delivery. And then I was like, Simone, the pizza place is literally kitty corner from your house. I just Get really wanted hot Today, dogs. my I- job paid for beer and pizza for me. So <gasps> oh, I'm nice. having a great life. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Um, you. That's there, amazing. Today was like this uh, brainstorming day where we all got together and worked on, um, you know, coming up with some new story ideas and whatnot. And so literally across, like across the globe, we all were on hangouts, different, you know, different group hangouts, all eating uh, pizza and drinking some form of alcohol. And it's uh, it's all comped, which is exciting. So my job before this new one, uh, whenever we were a startup, they were they were really lax on things like alcohol. And we had like beer cart Fridays and then we got bought by a big company. And then it was like no more alcohol on campus ever. Well, campus on like in the workplace. So, and no pets either, which just destroyed my heart and my soul. Um, so yeah, things changed whenever that happened. Um, yeah. So that's all I'm going to say about that because I have a non-disparagement clause. Uh, what else are we talking about? (laughs) I think we can actually move into dessert now, which I mean, we've kind of been deserting for a while, but we (laughs) were going to have a teaching session because we found out, uh, that one Mike Sargent, does not know about what, what do you know about Twin Peaks? So let's first of all, you, you want to know us what I know about Twin you know Peaks. About Twin Peaks I know, and then we will try to explain Twin Peaks to you. I know two things about Twin Peaks. Well, no, I know three okay. things about Twin Peaks. One, it's a television show. Two, mm-hmm. Christina Warren likes this show. Three, love it, love Simone it, love likes it. this show. That's all I know. I swear to God, I know all right, nothing. Who do else. I want to marry? Who is my? You want to marry you with Dale Cooper? Christina, I it was not I, a question I, for I wouldn't you. have known that. I know none of the characters' you names. You never would have known. me on Twitter, Micah? I don't know the plot. I, yes, but I don't, I don't like keep the names in my head because that's no, space no, I need here, to put here, elsewhere. Here, here's the basic genesis. It was a TV show and then it was a movie that was actually kind of a prequel. And now it's coming back as a, another sequel TV show 25 so years later. a movie. Well, no, 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 no. It, it started out. Okay. It started out as a television show. So here's how it started out. There was a made-for-TV movie on ABC, like a two-hour pilot, mm-hmm. and then that um, begot a television show, which was a phenomenon for its first season, and everyone loved it. And then the second season, they changed the time slot and they kind of messed around with kind of the the, the mystery and kind of the solving things, and, and and people lost interest. And then the show was canceled. And it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. And then a couple of years after that, David Lynch released a movie called The Twin Peaks Firewalks Within Me, which was a prequel to the TV show, but it was still sort of canon. And now Firewalks with, with me, actually. Fire, fire, sorry, Firewalks with me. And then now, 25 years after the show ended, they're doing, um, and after the movie, they're, 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 they're doing kind of, you know, bringing the series back. But the entire original genesis of the show was that there's this town called Twin Peaks. And um, the homecoming queen, um, Laura Palmer, um, is found murdered. And she's found dead, wrapped in plastic on a beach. And um, there's an FBI agent comes into town. And the, the, the whole town is devastated because she was like the golden child. And everybody has to figure out who killed her and what happened. 
And, what and it was one of the very first like water cooler shows that yeah. everyone watched and people would go into work and so be like, what the it. heck happened on Twin well, Peaks we, last night? T- totally. I mean, it was one of those shows where literally, yeah, like, like Simone said, I mean, I was very, very young. I mean, because Simone's younger than me, but I was very, very little when Twin Peaks happened. But I remember Twin Peaks being a thing. Like I remember being five or six years old and playing Twin Peaks because my older sister watched the show. Oh my God, that's she so would, like, screwed up. It's so true. She was well. Kelly was Shelly because she looked just like Shelly. I would play Aww. Donna because I could play. I could cry in command, and so we make her knee would be off. And and Audrey rather, and and so it was a weird thing. But like, um, you know, I didn't remember. I didn't really get into the show until it aired on Bravo. And at the time, Bravo was actually an arts and entertainment network, and Bravo aired the reruns in the in the mid nineties. And there was also a book called Secret Diary of Laura, Laura Palmer, which is also available on Kendall, which was kind of like related to the show, which like showed like what Laura Palmer, the, the murdered character, kind of like what her life was like. And the whole idea was kind of, you know, she had a boyfriend, but she also had like a guy on the side and she had a best friend and she had a family and like she had this whole kind of hidden life. And and the show is kind of unraveling the mystery of who murdered her and what happened. And, and everybody in this town has secrets and everybody has things they're hiding. And this FBI agent is trying to get to the bottom of it, but he's also kind of becoming interspersed within people in this town. And it's it's a great show. Um, mm. And what we're it, missing from all this description is kind of how very surreal it is because David oh, Lynch really is one of the surreal. creators and right. it did gets it very looks, much into like the so magic of living in a small town in the Pacific Northwest oh. and like the oh, bizarre yeah. things yeah, that I mean, can happen there. I was going to say because you're, you're, you're from, you know, Seattle area yeah. and obviously the, the show took place in, in Washington state and, and so it was the same sort of thing. Yeah, you're right. Like there's these surreal elements. I mean, the whole thing, like there's a fan magazine that it no longer exists, but it was called Wrapped in Plastic and it was because one of the opening lines of the show was she's she's dead wrapped in plastic. You know, Laura Palmer literally washes up people on people get the tattoos of that shot and that is yeah. screwed up. I think what? it is screwed up. And people, people, you know, yeah. the, the, the actress It's an Cheryl, iconic shot, but... The, the actress who played her, Cheryl Lee, who then would like show up as both uh, Laura's cousin who looked just like her and then in flashbacks of Laura on the show, you know, um, it is this weird thing where like even on the cover of the Blu-ray, like there's this thing where you see her like dead, you know, like on the thing. And that's one of the first things you see on the show is like you, you – the, the, this opens up this idyllic town and then you see the homecoming queen literally – washed mm-hmm. up dead on the beach and 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 you know you find the school and everybody kind of reacting to this and it turns out she had this other life and and there's this very surreal element of of kind of this underbelly that there's this seedy underbelly scene that happens in the town and and things that are, are are misconnected and and if you've ever seen any of david lynch's you know other films you know the blue velvet or or, or mulholland drive or um you know any of those things like you you understand kind of the, the direction it goes in. But it's it's such a good show. The second season is not as good as the first, but the first season, especially, which is trying to answer the question, who killed Laura Palmer, um, is the central mystery. And and then, then it's eventually solved, and, and then it kind of goes into another mystery of other things. And it's... So I was going to say is that, you know, this this show, it was kind of, as Simone said, kind of one of the first water cooler shows. There had certainly been water cooler shows before this. You know, L.A. Law was big, and, 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 and Hill Street Blues, and things like that. But this was... Like, if you think of a show like Lost, Lost is a show that never could have existed in a universe without Twin Peaks. 
because mm. Lost was one of those shows where literally there were fan theories and people were kind of theorized, you know, like 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 theorizing about what was going to happen on the show before it debuted and looking into the clues and and creating things online. And Twin Peaks was doing all that in 1990, 1991, before the internet even existed. You know, the World Wide Web wasn't even a thing. Usenet existed, but the World Wide Web didn't exist. But there were people who were literally obsessed with the show, and it kind of created the whole world of of people wanting to talk about who killed Laura Palmer and also talking about the weird stuff that they saw happen on the show. It was mm-hmm. it was a cult following. It was the first season it was very popular, the second season not as much. But it, but it was this must watch sort of sort of programming and and you know it's it's available on Netflix. You can watch the whole series on Netflix and it's coming back on 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 Showtime and they're bringing back many of the, the original actors including, you know, Kyle McLaughlin, um who was a, you know, Agent Dale Cooper, um who both Simone and I want to marry. Mm-hmm. And um you know, and my friend Taylor wants to marry him too, and I'm gonna fight her for him. I mean, he's, they're bringing he's back the a lot of the original actors. So they are. they're bringing back Dale Cooper. They're bringing back Audrey Horn. Yes, of um, course. They're, they're, they're bringing back Shelley. They're bringing back um, most of the people. I, it's weird to me they're not bringing back Donna. Part of me gets it. Laura Flynn Boyle has not aged well. She kind of looks like a mess. I get it, but like recast her because because Donna needs to be a character. Donna is so crucial. Well, to yeah, the sh- and they recast her for the movie. I they think did. they should. I I don't know. The Donna's plot was never. My favorite. I think we're getting down in the weeds here. But one of the most interesting things about the revival for me is that they released this massive cast list of like 200 actors. And my question is, where do these fit? Like, are are these going to be weird little cameos in the town? That would make sense to me. But like, where is Michael Sarah? And Tim Roth and Naomi Watts yeah, no, going totally. to fit in uh, to well, I mean, Twin Peaks universe. Michael Sarah. Michael I mean, Sarah. I mean yeah. that, here's what I have to think. I think Naomi Watts will have a bigger role because, again, she was in Mulholland Drive, which started out mm-hmm. – that's, that's a David Lynch She's a Lynchian. Film. Well, she started out – that how that show started out is, was a pilot for ABC, and ABC was going to make it a TV show, and then it was not picked up, and so they ended up turning it into a movie. And Mulholland Drive is one of my favorite films ever, and I love Nomi. I mean, that was that was what made Nomi Watts a star. Frankly, like that's mm-hmm. the that's the role that like broke her. Like that's the thing that were, people were like, we were all like, holy crap, she's amazing. This Australian girl is, or New Zealand, wherever she's from, is the <laughs> best. You know, because before that, before that movie, she was just like Nicole Kidman's friend, and mm-hmm. then she became like, but she's so good. You know, she's such a great actress, and 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 um. So I think that she'll probably have a bigger role, but yeah, I could see like Michael Sarah things like that just having smaller cameos. But it's it, you're right; it's interesting. They've got this humongous cast list of all these people who are going to be in it. How are they going to interweave? Um, I have a feeling that some of the things, because it'll be 25 years later, will be just kind of like in the background characters. Like, oh, you see, you know, you know, mm-hmm. Billy, and you you see Bobby Briggs. You see some of these characters who are like, oh, okay. I'll see you in the background. Thanks, thank, thanks for showing up. But but it's not a, a core part of the show itself. It'll be interesting to see what they do, though. Yeah, I, I'm super pumped for it. Not least because of the interesting, if you watch Twin Peaks, there's some interesting, totally accidental foreshadowing of a revival. Oh, Maybe completely. it wasn't accidental. I no, don't know. No, it was totally accidental. It was totally accidental. I've talked to David Lynch about this, like, years ago. And, like, he was not expecting any of this to That's happen. That's hilarious. I, I, I interviewed him, like, five years ago about transcendental meditation, but I ended up getting a couple of Twin Peaks questions in along <laughs> the way. And, like, this is completely not expected. So, yeah, yeah, you know, but I'm they, made, but they, but they a made a joke in, you know, the, the TV show, like when I did, I'll see you in, you know, 25 years. And, and now here we are. N- here we are. Yeah. It's hmm. coming back in 2017. And I'm super excited. If you want to watch it, Micah, or anyone, it's on Netflix. It is 
Really weird. I think honestly, if if you watch it, commit to three episodes. Commit to episode three. Okay. three is where it really it picks really up. Starts, yeah, yeah, that's I actually. That's I, super I wish helpful. that I could say start from episode three, but there's no. so many you characters you can't that it would you have be to impossible. Watch the pilot. Here's well, the thing. so the pilot other people have been long. like, there, you know, there've been other shows where I'm where I've said, okay, I really want to watch this, but uh, it's just terrible. <laughs> like the first episode is terrible. And then someone's always like, oh, you know, you can skip to episode five and everything's fine. But I never do that. I always no, watch. You, I just, here's I, the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with Twin Peaks. You absolutely cannot do this. Now, here's the thing. If you get through like episode four and you're not into it, you can give up. But here's the thing. Like you have to watch the pilot, which okay. is like a two hour movie. It was a, it was a made for TV movie. Oh. And it was like it's, it's like an hour, and 45 minutes. You've got to watch it. And then you and look, here's you have to understand because it was made in 1990. The pacing is slower. So it's going to move slower than what you expect to see shows today. But watch the first like three or four episodes. If you still can't get into it, give it up. That's okay. fine. But but mm-hmm. most people, I think, will be caught into the mystery. You want to know who killed Laura. You want to know what happened to the homecoming queen. You want to know what her past was. You want to know all these things that are happening in the background, like why her parents are weird, why, why, why the sheriff is weird, like what – why this FBI agent cares. Like there's these open questions that are happening. And honestly, what did it for me? And I, I'm so, cause I am a person. I, I, I won't pretend that I watched twin peaks when it was airing. Cause I was a literal you, baby. I was were, born right, in the year were. 1990, but I did come into it very recently. I watched the whole thing. I watched the first season twice. I'm now watching it a third time. I really love it. And I show. think kind of what helped me going into it was that I knew all along that the point of the show isn't just small town murder mystery. It's that the supernatural stuff is real and it's happening. And like seeing the way that that slowly gets woven into the world is so cool. Oh, and I love, I love, love, love the weird little, the very Lynchian surreal otherworldly elements of it. That is my favorite part by far. And oh, see, that's like, the kind of stuff ah, that I, I like it. too. So if that if that plays a, enough of a role in it, it does. Then I'm mm-hmm. I'm down because like I, this is going to make people scream, is. and so I'm you know like bracing my Twitter for this. But <laughs> I don't watch, nor do I care about Game of Thrones because there's not enough fantasy in it for that's me. Fine. Um, wow, that's an odd reason to not like Game of Thrones, but I understand, and I like it could it. just use just you know two more dashes of dead skin. No, not dead skin cells. That's <laughs> uh, two more dashes of seasoning. like magic and mm-hmm. a little bit more dragons and some more of that kind of stuff, and less about politics. And for me, for me to be into it, I, I should mm-hmm. be clear because uh, it's very much like a political. It's a bit like House of Cards, but from that age. Um, and so, yeah, I I just can't get into it. But the whole like supernatural kind of like weird offbeat, that kind of deal is yeah. stuff that I'm super into. So, well, and, and if you're into that, then that is Twin Peaks, because that's kind of the whole thing is that especially as the show evolves, especially into the second season, I mean, it's in the first season a lot, too, but especially in the second season, like it gets into the supernatural kind of like otherworldly thing where it goes what's hard. happening isn't really explained. And it's kind of up to your own interpretation. Hmm, interesting. Yes. Well, That's I will our pitch definitely, definitely watch the first three episodes. And if I'm hooked, then I'll keep watching. All right. Shall we talk about what we're doing this week? We Mike should. is watching Twin Peaks. <laughs> Michael, what are you actually doing this week? <laughs> uh, this week I have a few. So my job as a senior editor at Mobile Nations is actually uh, taking the lead on this project that we're working on called iMore Pop. And basically, it's a whole new content category for iMore, where we focus on the more pop culture stuff. And we kind of um, 
look other places other than just like the power users in in iOS and in Apple and in mm-hmm. you know technology and uh, try to cover some of the the other stuff that's happening and like the trending stuff and popular stuff and uh, you know like writing up a review of Lemonade or something like that uh, would totally fit in that category. But this week, um, I'm going to be doing uh, a video where I'm showing people how I make my morning coffee with this cool app called AeroPress Timer. Uh, It's this awesome app for iOS that uses... um, it's just like a simple timer, but it's got a bunch of different AeroPress recipes built into it. Like the ones that won gold, silver and bronze at like the international coffee thing and a bunch of other ones from different uh, coffee roasters. So uh, it's going to be like a whole review and breakdown of how that app works and how I make my coffee uh, in an AeroPress and then also in a French press. Um, So mostly focusing a lot of my time this week on different ways to get your caffeine fix. So Will your Casper uh, mattress make a cameo in that? (laughs) This is where I sleep when I'm not having my coffee. Uh, No, it will not. That is where you wake up in the morning Uh, before you make the coffee. So So that's, I think, where the connection. See, I need to get a GoPro then so that I can like strap it to my forehead and just out. Like, I want this to be method. Like, I want. Like this is Micah rolling over in the morning and going, moving the dogs out of the way. Yeah, (laughs) need coffee. That's beautiful. That sounds really cool. I want to see. I want to see all the things about that app. That makes me crave coffee mm. now at ten forty-two right. p.m. This it's a is unfortunate. Late for coffee today, maybe I not have coffee regrets. today. No, actually, I do need it. Some Christina, caffeine. what are you up to this? <laughs> well, I've been, I've been meeting with a bunch of app developers and, and talking to them about various um, apps for for various platforms. And so, um, stay tuned to Mashable for and drinking. Um, and so stay tuned for Mashable for, for more things about that. I can't talk about the specifics yet, but I've been talking to some app developers about some interesting things that are happening for iOS and, and, and tvOS and other platforms. So stay tuned for that stuff. Nice. I spent a lot of time today playing the new Doom game, which I still don't know if I can talk about yet. I mean, I can say that I've been playing it. I could say that I physically played it and I actually enjoyed it. Um, and then several thousand technical disasters that had nothing to do with the Doom game happened, which is why I will be continuing working tonight after we're done with the show. Yeah. And then early tomorrow morning when I wake up and go into work early, I'm having a great week. So you do need um, coffee. You weren't lying. I really do. I cannot sleep for the rest of the week and it's making me very sad. Um, but yeah, I, I've been... I've been playing a lot of Doom and it is uh it's I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying it because I am a very angry and stressed out person this week so I've been <sighs> shooting demons and feeling vindicated in that action and it's wonderful. Where can we find you online, Micah? You can find me at Micah Sergeant on pretty much everything uh, i used to be at m sergeant on talk show but the the talk show gods smiled upon me and i became at micah sergeant there as well um nice. and then you can find my work over at imore i don't know how the url works to to get to like my page but uh if you if you go to the imore homepage, you'll be able to find some of the stuff that i do and i will put the link to micah's page in the show notes Woo. so even if he doesn't Woo. know how to find it I'm going to find it. You're going to find it. I'm going to put it there. Christina, where can we find you online? So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at film underscore girl. You can find me at talk show and uh, Vine and Periscope at Christina. And you can find my work at Mashable at Mashable.com slash people slash Christina or just 
Google Christina Warren. Um, I'm actually on Wikipedia now, so that's exciting. Um, You're on Wikipedia? Awesome. I'm on Wikipedia, oh my gosh, yeah. congratulations. I know. Oh my God. It, it, I've been there for almost two months, and I didn't even know until yesterday, but I actually have a Wikipedia page now, so. Christina, not I'm so that, happy but I survived for you. Uh, a, 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 you know, like the, the thing for like deletion, like the like the people calling to delete you, and, and it was so great. Like somebody said, just notable enough. <laughs> which is which is to me what I'm going to become like that's my new like brand oh my just god notable yes enough. that should be your that's... bio on all the things yes, <laughs> just notable enough perfect just notable enough so um, I'm just notable enough on Wikipedia but you can find me at film underscore girl on most social networks and at Christina on Periscope Vine um, and uh, talk show and uh, or, no one uses peach but you know that <laughs> so there you go all right peach. and you can ah. find me on yeah, Sorry. what peach? What? What, what? was that? <laughs> Did someone say something? <laughs> I feel so bad for them. God, no. What, uh, what is like a, find- a, a dried peach called? Like a dried grape is a Ooh. raisin. What is a some kind it's of? Just a, it's, just, it's just a dried peach. Yeah, because people eat like dried. They do plums. They, they, it's just dried peach. But nobody eats dried peach. peaches. It's just it's Let's dead. Let's make a new word. Uh, it's dead. It's, it's over. It's a plute. Plute. <laughs> it's a plute. There you go. A pleat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's good. Oh, like pleated slacks. Also dead. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> anyway, where can you find, find you? me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and on Polygon.com uh, and on Polygon's Facebook page where I've been making a lot of the videos that go up there. Uh, thank you for listening to Rocket and thank you to our special guest, Micah Sargent. You can find him um, at Mobile News and iMore.com. You can find, you can hear him. On Disruption, which you're recording tomorrow. Disruption. Uh, disruption with uh, Brianna and Steve Lubitz and um, Georgia Dow, who is fantastic and wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for filling in for Brie. She She's off in the wilds of Canada, as I mentioned, um, during the Blue Ape and Ad Read, um, which she flew back in for with her own two arms. She's um, on She's on assignment, as they yes. say here on the Relay. She's on the network. ground. Yeah. Uh, if you like <laughs> yes if you like the show please remember to rate us on iTunes we super duper appreciate it and we'll be back with you next week this episode of Rocket is terminated 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 terminated